Welcome to Be Great Today with Coach B, talking with people from all walks of life who have the extraordinary will to succeed so you can learn how to live a successful life. And now, here's your host, Coach Josh Batchelor. What's up, everyone, and welcome into the Be Great Today podcast with Coach B. I am your host, Coach Josh Batchelor. With me today is a real honor and a privilege. One of my former football players who is now at Clemson University, Mr. Elijah Rogers. Welcome in, Mr. Elijah Rogers. So, um, so Eli and I, we had a, a special bond when we were when he was at Blacksburg, and uh, I never really got to coach him per se. He was one of our DBs and quarterback, and I was. Uh, outside of backer coach, I coached his brother, uh, Jordan specifically, but we just had a great bond and and really got along. Eli uh, is now at Clemson University with Coach Dabo Swinney, but um, when he was with us at Blacksburg, he was a All-State guy, I think junior, senior year. Um, he was an All-Region guy, sophomore, junior, senior year, uh, 2017 back of the year for Class 2A, uh, was a Shrine Bowl selection, so just a ton of accolades that he got. And uh, so, really, Eli, uh, welcome in, man. I appreciate you being with me. Appreciate you taking yes, the time. I know you guys are busy. Um, so just kind of real quick, just kind of tell some people about uh, your backstory. You know, growing up, you know, you were at a different uh, middle school, and then you transferred <clears throat> to Blacksburg High School as a freshman. So how yeah, was that? Um, like you said, I'm from Gaffney. Uh, I went to Gaffney Middle, and uh, my dad coaches in Blacksburg. So for me, it was really – uh, he came home one day and asked us if we wanted to come to Blacksburg. And that was my eighth grade. So I'm going into ninth grade. And I decided to come to Blacksburg with him and start my high school career over here. Shout out Coach Rogers with that girls basketball team. Does a great job. So uh, I think he was coach of the year this year, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. yeah so it does a great job. But um, so you move over to Blacksburg. What was what was the the transition like going from a Gaffney being a bigger school, Blacksburg being a smaller school? Uh, you would think it would have been easy per se, going from a lot of people to a little bit of people. But I mean, for me, I'm a shy guy. So coming in, not knowing anybody was a little different. It was a little tough, but I mean, I got used to it pretty quick, made some, some friends and met some people I'm still in touch with today. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. And so, so like you were, you're a really good athlete. You were a, a football and a basketball player in high school. Um, what made you kind of gravitate toward uh, basketball over football? Um, oh, football over basketball. Football over basketball, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah uh, the way. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I love both of them. Right. You see me every year I come back to my dad's games trying to help coach the girls and stuff like that. So, I mean, right, right. I love both of them. It just – to me, it comes down to the fact that I love to compete. Yeah. I, I I compete in everything I do. So I mean, at the end of the day, it was it was football that had the the uh, college opportunity that ultimately put me in that path of playing football in college. But I love both of them. So right. Well, I think like so like I grew up playing three sports, and I feel like if I had done kind of like what you did, um, and just kind of honed in on two, it may could have helped me. But then. You know, I also think about uh, I played basketball more as um, so when I was in school, we didn't have wrestling. So yeah. I played basketball as kind of like a segue to keep me in shape for 
baseball and to stay moving. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I kind of, at first I was like, man, I wish I, you know, sometimes I think I wish I'd have done this, but at the same time, everything happens for a reason and God's got a plan for us. So I think it worked out for me. I think I'm right where I need to be, but, um, and, and I would say the same for you, you know, I feel like you are, you, you landed on your feet, so to speak. So, um, but, uh, so you, you're at Blacksburg, extremely successful football player, really good basketball player. And then uh, the re- recruitment starts, right? So talk a little bit about your recruitment. Talk about like um, what that was like for you. And then, you know, uh, you ultimately chose Indiana right out of the out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about what it was that, that kind of geared you that way. I think it was um, maybe my 10th grade uh off season when I first got my first offer or yeah, in my 10th grade off season. And, uh, it was from BYU. I got my first offer and, uh, really the recruitment process really snowballed from there. I got my first one from BYU and then it ended up being like Purdue and Coastal. It's like it blew up, Indiana. right? Yeah. So you get, you get that first one and it was like, it hits Twitter. And then the next thing you know, it was yeah. like, and then it was Coastal, Georgia Tech, Cincinnati, Indiana, I mean, yeah. Purdue, like, just, like all those schools just started jumping off. So what's what's that like? I mean, it's it's, it's cool, and I, I think a lot of guys today get so caught up in. I notice a lot of guys on Twitter they they end up counting their offers and stuff like that. And yeah. for for me, it was like I got one. I'm thankful for one. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, uh, a lot of guys get caught up in counting the offers and stuff like that. But for me, it was just I feel like as a player, if I show up and compete every day and I'm not focused on the offers, if I'm focused on helping my team get better every week, winning games, the offers take care of themselves like they did for me. So, Right. Yeah. So it's like thought where kind of like the podcast says, it'd be great today. So if I'm great today and I take care of everything yeah. I can today, then tomorrow's going to handle, going to handle itself. It's just like, you don't have to worry about winning. If you worry about technique, form, mm-hmm. being where you're supposed to be hitting your spots, that kind of thing. You don't have to worry about winning. That win is going to handle itself, right? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, and that's and and I think I think that's a message for younger cats too, because you do see like on Twitter where people are like, um, "Fortieth offer, say, yeah, yeah, blessed to say I got this offer, and blessed to say I got my thirteenth offer," and and it's like I get it, but at the same time, like you take quality over quantity, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, and, and I think that could be a message for for anybody. All right, so you you're going through this recruitment process. These schools are sending offers. Uh, all of a sudden, Indiana jumps up on the board, right? And so at some point, you made the decision that's the home for me. What what would you say was kind of like the deciding factor there? Uh, Indiana is eight hours away from Gaffney, but at the same time, it was like it was a home feeling for me. So like playing with y'all, playing with Coach Chisholm. It was it was family orient, oriented. So like Indiana offers me, and from from the time they offered me, I'm getting birthday cards from the whole staff, like every position coach, head coach, support staff, right. people checking in on me, checking in on my family. So I mean, it was ultimately building that relationship. Those guys FaceTiming me, speaking to my family, my mom, my sister, and stuff like that. So uh, it was just the fact that the relationship snowballed from the time they offered and it it got to a point where they they were like family so that was really it for me 
and people say, you know, well, they recruit, they recruit well, and relationships is what really recruits people. Yeah. I feel, you know, like for me, um, being a high school coach and not ex- not necessarily being able to recruit, um, making sure that you have, like you talked about, um, that family atmosphere that that creates a environment where people feel like they can be comfortable to be themselves. And I feel like that's when you get the most out of every player. Right. So you're going to get the most effort from that guy because he knows you care about him yeah. um, and you're going to give him the most effort that you can give. Right. So it's a two way street. So you land in Indiana um, and you spend what a month maybe two and a half, two and a half, two and a half months. So you're up there two and a half months. And then was it the feeling of homesick? You know, you people say he got homesick or, or what was it that that decided, you know, was a design factor for you to come back uh, home? Uh, It's like you said, I was homesick. I I started school early. So the two and a half months that I was at Indiana, I was still a 17 year old kid. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 17 years old, eight and a half hours from home. And I'm surrounded in a, a college campus with 50,000 kids and I know nobody. So, I mean, for me, it was, I tried to tough it out, but at the end of the day, I just, I felt more comfortable being closer to my family and people that I knew. So do you think, do you think being 17 and being an early graduate, you think that kind of played into it or you think that year probably not? Um, I think it played into it. I think it played into it a lot, but at the same time, I, I don't I don't regret any of it because had I not, I wouldn't have the path that I have now and I wouldn't have the I wouldn't have had to have to face the adversity that I've faced so far and stuff like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, for sure. So you you go to Indiana two and a half months, you come home, um, end up at Coastal for just like a cup of coffee, you know, just yeah. long enough to kind of check out a dorm. And then you end up back at Gardner Webb where you uh, were playing with your brother. So what was that like being at, being at a situation where you could kind of, you went from on your own completely to now you're, you know, alongside your older brother, yeah. Kobe. So what was that like for you? Well, Coastal, Coastal gave me the opportunity and I was all in for it. And I get down to Coastal and my older brother calls me. He was like, hey, we want you over here. And I was, I'm thinking to myself, Coastal probably, I mean, Coastal Gardner Webb is probably 30 minutes from my house. So right. I'm 30 minutes from home, I can still be able to see my family, this, this, that, and other, and I can play with my brother. So I'm thinking I'm all for it. So that's the way uh, to go. Oh, yeah. And then, and then so you go and you play, um, what, one season? Yeah. Gardner Webb. Freshman season. Freshman season. Kind of things kind of don't pan out there uh, as far as like, uh, you and the coaching staff kind of didn't see eye to eye on things. You want to talk a little bit about that that situation there? Uh, pretty much what it was was I got there and coming in, I learned the playbook. And it was a staff at the time who had won two, three games in three years. So I'm I came in with the the mindset of I want to help change that culture, yeah, get some wins. Yeah, I want to contribute. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, I think that was the first year they was allowing the uh, you can play four games and still red shirt or whatever. Right. But if you play a snap, even one snap in the fifth game, you can't red shirt. Gotcha. So what ended up happening to me was I was a special teams guy for four games and 
that fifth game, I played one snap of special teams, and that was I was took off everything for the rest of the year that year. So gotcha. I wasn't able to red shirt that year, and uh, that just left a bad taste in my mouth. So I ended up uh, I went through the spring with them still, but I ended up leaving Garden Web after ended that. Up getting year. getting out. So, and I mean, I, I think that's a that's the business side of, of, of athletics, right? So, yeah. people, you know, you're going to, you're going to go in situations where you feel like, Hey, I can contribute right away. And then, you know, coaches have the prerogative to change their minds just like players. Right. So yeah. it didn't work out. And, and that is what it is. Um, but, you know, you left on good terms. You just, you know, oh, yeah. you just took your stuff and left. And so, and, and I think that's the, that's the thing, you know, that some people don't do, you know, they'll, they get mad and leave, like, don't get mad and leave, just leave, you know? So, yeah. um, and I think you did the right thing there. Um, and, and like you were talking about earlier, I feel like God lets us go through things that had we not gone through it. So like, he's got something in store for us at the end. Yeah. Right. And, and we got to go through this like maze and jump over these obstacles and go through these hardships to get to where he wants us to be. But like, as a 17 year old kid coming out, committing to Indiana, you weren't ready. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if he had just handed it to you and said, hey, here, here's Clemson University in 2017, you're not ready for that, yeah. you know? And so I think I think that that's the part of success, like, you know, that we've talked about before about how, you know, success looks like this. And some people mm-hmm. think it's a steady climb and that's that's not it. You know, you might slip and fall back three or four steps and then you have oh, to climb yeah. back up. So um, but so you go through that whole um, thing with Gardner-Webb and then you end up trying to walk on at Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you you end up going down, you walk on. Um, what was that whole process like? So you went from being uh, the hunted, right? Everybody's recruiting you to now you you out trying yeah. to get a shot, right? So you just now you're just trying to get a shot. So what's that yeah. like? Um, so I ended up – I left Garden Ware about my freshman year, and what happened was – I was so frustrated. Like you said, I went from all the coaches coming to me to me having to find a shot somewhere. So my second year, what would have been my second year, I ended up sitting out of school completely. And uh, I stayed in the weight room running and stuff like that. But I was out of school completely. And what would have been my third year, I ended up enrolling at Clemson. But this was when COVID was starting to pick up and whatnot. So I got enrolled in Clemson. but what Clemson does, they don't take transfers. They usually have a walk-on tryout or whatever every year. And right. during that particular year, they didn't have a, a tryout because COVID. Because of COVID. So, right. uh, yeah. So I ended up taking my second year out of school completely. So I'm away from a football program. My third year, I'm at Clemson, but they're not at anybody because of COVID. So that's two years and I'm out of a football program. Right. So then that next year is I'm still enrolled at Clemson and they finally have a trial, which was this past year. And uh, I ended up walking on and making a team. And so you got to think, you know, is this ever going to happen for me? Right. Like, so you're going through all this stuff. You got to in your head, you know, you're doubting whether because the whole time you're out of it, you feel like if you don't use it, you lose it. So. Yeah. So you got to feel like like the walls are closing in. What was what was those two years like? Did you like, what did you do to kind of stay up? I'll be honest. I hit, I hit a a real low moment, a low, low period in time where I was just, like you said, reconsidering, rethinking, like, is this really it? Like, use it or lose it, like you said. Yeah. But then I I started 
thinking, like you said, and it goes back to naming a podcast. My my word of the year this year actually was today. And I, I just started focusing on the fact of I can't look ahead to later today. I can't look ahead to tomorrow, next week. I just got to focus on the moment and me in the moment and finish my reps and finish my sprints and stuff like that. And pretty soon that, that stuff right there will continue to build and build and sooner or later it'll pay off. So for sure, for sure. So so now you're at Clemson, right? You're with Coach Sweeney and the and the staff. Uh you guys have gone through some changes um as far as the staff's concerned. But I think that is like I think Clemson <clears throat> was able to avoid that for so long and stay um because of the culture there. They were able to keep the same staff and keep the same yeah. pieces in place. But it was bound to happen that the the success of the program was going to start yielding results for the people that were in the program with Coach Elliott yeah. leave and Coach Scott taking a program over down in Florida. So I feel like that was inevitable. Uh, but talk to a little bit about the culture at Clemson and how you guys have just kind of been able to pick up the pieces and keep moving forward. So just talk about like, you know, what you guys are, you know, how's the spring gone and what you can kind of expect from the Clemson Tigers this fall. Expect wins. I mean, I used to uh, not be in the program. I used to wonder what it was about Clemson that was making them so successful. And I think it comes back to the family oriented building. I mean, from everybody from the kitchen staff all the way to the the janitors and custodians and stuff like that. Like it's all just a big family. And I think it it's another thing in the way we prepare and we train, we train at a hundred miles per hour all the time. And right. uh, my dad used to have a saying to make practice harder than the game. So when you get in the game, it's, it's nothing. And I think, I think we, we live that every day. So right. I think that's, that's big for, for Clemson for us. And that's what, that's what sets you guys apart. And I, you know, for me, so I grew up a Clemson Tiger fan, um, and I can't, you know, I being a being a high school football coach and, I, and a baseball coach, and I've just been in one school my entire life. I've cheered for the Clemson Tigers my entire life. I can't imagine kind of jumping around like you were able to, but then you land in a situation where where God wanted you from jump, right? So, um, you know, I liken your story kind of to um, to Joseph in the Bible. So Joseph was sold into uh, slavery by his brothers, beat up and sold, you know, and they wanted to kill him, but they didn't. And then he winds up being second in command over all of Egypt. You know, after uh, being sold into slavery, he was, uh, you know, uh, put in prison and that kind of thing. Um, but the whole time God was molding him into who he wanted him to be. And I feel like for you, um, you know, I think you can see that for, you know, as a coach from the outside standpoint, uh, seeing you show up, run the bleachers when you're by yourself, you know, and I tell, I tell people all the time, you got to be, disciplined when you're not motivated because people will be like you know like coach how you lift weights all the time it's not motivation that puts me in that point you know what i'm saying yeah. it, it's it's discipline that puts me there because motivation is me and you're gonna get together we're gonna get excited about something then we're gonna go do it yeah um discipline is i'm gonna do this whether you coming with me or not right so whether you're gonna be with me when I'm going to live by myself, this is going to happen. And I think I've seen that from you, the discipline side of it. You know, it's easy to be motivated about playing at Clemson. Oh, yeah. um, but 
to be disciplined enough to make it happen for yourself when nobody else is with you, when there's nobody in the stands. Uh, it kind of goes back to what Coach Sweeney said about, you know, letting the light shine shine in you be brighter than the one that shines on you. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's big. Um, all right, man, so we're going to land the plane here. I think we're coming, coming up on uh, – on the end of this deal and really just uh, wanted to kind of give you a second to talk about the NIL, um, how that's affected um, you or and, and anything you want to throw out here, you know, that maybe you're promoting or pushing or, or just trying to promote or push you. So. Uh, for the most part, uh, I think, I think the NIL is pretty uh, positive for us college athletes uh, right. long overdue in my opinion. Uh, I think, there's got to be a, a cutoff at some point, some kind of control to where, you know, guys ain't going to certain schools just for the money aspect. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, yeah. I like the NIL as like overall speaking, but I mean, everything, nothing's perfect. So, right. you know. Yeah. And I think they'll continue to work and make it better for all, all the parties uh, yeah. involved. You know, I think some people can kind of get carried away with, with anything, you know, um, but I think, I think it'll continue to work, uh, work out for you guys. Um, so yeah, man, I want to appreciate, um, Elijah for taking his time to come on, uh, to speak with me. You know, I'm just a old high school baseball football coach. Um, and he's a big time D one guy now, but appreciate, uh, you giving up your time, especially, you know, around the fourth to be here. Um, yes, even, he even switched a couple of iPads and laptops out trying to make this thing happen for us. So we uh, greatly appreciate him and uh, appreciate him being on the podcast today. And um, yeah, so man, uh, I wish you the best this year. No, yes, I really sir. do. I, I, I hope it all works out for you. I hope you, you find your way on the field. I know you're going to continue to work and, and do all the things that you, you've been doing. Um, but, you know, we pray, we pray things will work out for you. And uh, today and every day, man, I hope we'll uh, be great today. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to Be Great Today with Coach B. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with Coach B on Twitter at Podcast Be Great and on Instagram at Be Great underscore podcast. Until next time, be great today.